This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome, everyone, to the fifth episode of the Building a Trinity podcast. I am your host, Kyler Bills. I'm a freshman wrestling 285 pounds here at Trine, and I'm going to be your guide in the exploration of the Trine wrestling program, both past and present. I'm very excited to have the fifth installment of the Building a Trinity podcast. This is obviously a bi-monthly podcast in which we have a guest on the program, whether it be a wrestler on the team now, a coach, or even some alumni of the program. Sometimes we may have multiple guests, but the goal of the podcast is to allow you to get to know some of the people behind the Trine wrestling program. And since the details are out of the way, we'll jump into the fifth guest of the season. Joining us today, we have assistant coach Zachary Rieger. How are you doing, Coach Rieger? I'm, uh, I'm hanging in there, man. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. I'm excited to have you on here. So I always like to start off with this question. It's always a deep question. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Who is Zach Rieger? So where do I start? I mean, gosh, from small town Michigan, um, I graduated from Hudson High School, a little small 63 in my graduating class type of wow. uh, place. So real small, corn country type of place. Uh, hardworking people, great people there. Um, class of 2013. And I went to uh, Siena Heights following that on a, to play football and didn't really work out for me. And then, okay. uh, you know, I'm from Adrian College. Yeah. Um, from there, I transferred from Siena to AC. Um, played football there for a year. Kind of got football and my life sorted out. And... Uh, they started their wrestling program that year as well. And so I ended up being on the inaugural roster of the reinstated Adrian College wrestling team. Um, had a rough season uh, that first year around, but uh, t- things turned around definitely down the stretch. Um, got my degree in ed- secondary education. Um, I'm a teacher currently, and uh, it's got its ups and downs, but you know, right. it's, you know it's, it's, it's what I wanted to do, what I want to do still. Um, but I'm a teacher. I just... Uh, um, and uh, wrestling's always been a big part of my life since uh, I started doing it. And it's uh, really all I got. That's kind of who I am. I like to write, like to read. Okay. Other things are some of my hobbies. But, yeah, it's a little bit about myself. Okay, so I'm, I kind of want to ask you this first. Was was education always kind of uh, your profession outlook in life? Because you're great with people. Since from the moment you've stepped in and came here at Trine, I've noticed that you just you gel well with people. Um, was was education always kind of the field you wanted to step into? It, it's weird. I mean, I originally went into college undecided and then went to business. And then seeing some professors, they're all, you know, you know how professors get, they're yeah. up there and like they're here and they can really be themselves. And I really was like, you know what, I could, I could be that professor who's up there like he's hamming it up, you know, a little bit. He's being himself. He's... And I, I, and I, I switched my major after going to a business class and then having a another liberal arts class on the professor Matthew Barbie. He was the head of English at Siena Heights. And I really enjoyed his teaching style. I mean, he kind of had a dry sense of humor, wasn't afraid to give a jab into you there. If you were kind of gave an opinion, he wasn't really fancying. So it was really fun. And I, I really took inspiration from, from him and another business professor, uh, Matt Ripper. And, uh, I went into the registrar and got my major changing forms. And I really wanted to, have a career outlook where I could really 
be myself without any real like limitations. I mean, obviously there's a filter attached yeah. to my profession. However, like I, I have my fun and, but, and I think that really helps in the classroom is not having someone who's, I mean, quote unquote, stiff. Right. Right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm able to joke, I'm able to have fun, but I mean, there's definitely time for work and there's definitely time for play. And I feel like I, I kind of have that happy medium there. Yeah. And, and that's something that we all kind of like, I mean, everybody in the history of, of all their education, you can there's a difference when you can tell a teacher who's there for a paycheck and a real teacher who's there who wants to see you succeed and make a difference. And those teachers who want to see you succeed and make a difference, those are people that you're going to remember for the rest of your life who really inspire you. Um, so was football, because I was a football and a wrestling guy in high school, um, and I obviously just came here to play to wrestle, but was was football your kind of your thing growing up? And then you just, I mean, obviously you talked about it, about how you just kind of moved on to wrestling, but uh, what was it that made football the choice in college? So, <clears throat> football was, I started playing football in seventh grade. I was a little too little too burly to play ball. Pop Warner, there was a weight limit. I was 200 <laughs> pounds in fifth grade. So, uh, I ended up starting in seventh grade, hated it. Okay. Got whooped. First play I ever played, I got pancaked, back of my head hit the turf. And I got out of the game, and I was like, man, this is tough. This, this ain't for me. But uh, uh, I uh, watched a lot of Remember the Titans between 7th okay. and 8th grade, and I was like, you know what? It looks, they're having fun out there. Why can't that be me? Right. So I really turned the corner after, after like, watching a movie of all things. And from there, I just fell in love with it, started, you know, making plays, started really understanding um, the game a little bit more. And I, I fell in love with just the action and uh, also have played on some very fortunate to play on some really, really good teams, a lot of great players and coaches around me too. And that really helped evolve my love for it and really increased it. Um, but uh, senior year for us, you know, was a down year after we had gone to the state finals twice in a row, semifinals okay. my junior year, and then senior year didn't make playoffs. And then that kind of left a, a weird taste in my mouth. But I was yeah. like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with football. I want to do it in college. I got a scholarship for it at Siena Heights and was really, really excited to, to you know, compete at the college level. And uh, it just ended up working out for me as, as, I, as I had thought. Siena Heights, you know, wasn't really the place for me at the end of the day. I, had a, I, I, was, I was in the starting, you know, mix up there going into spring ball my sophomore year, but I just had a, had a weird feeling, man. Is okay. And you can't, I can't really put my finger on it, but you, well, yeah. you know you know, right? Yeah, yeah. I went to AC, played that ball there for a year, and I like to think that's where I kind of conquered the football demon. I was okay. second team all-conference uh, defensive tackle, and after that I was like, yeah, that's, that's good. You know, I, I kind of I put football to bed after – having to conquer some demons from the past, maybe not getting as much success or things not working out, so to speak. Yeah. So I was, it, it's, it was really good to put a, maybe a, you know, a, a tap, thumbtack in that one and be like, all right, that one's done. What's next? And that happened to be wrestling. Okay, absolutely. So something I always, I mean, before we kind of get into wrestling and, mm -hmm. that, and all that jazz, um, I know you touched on a little bit. You said you like to read and write. Um, what else do you like to do in your free time and, and some of your hobbies outside of just teaching and, and, you know, helping and volunteering here? I definitely think working out has been something that's really helpful for me. I'm a, someone who needs to, needs to stay busy. Um, so working out and kind of getting that physical exercise and really helps like alleviate my stress. Um, little known fact, I am amateur chef. 
I say okay. that an amateur chef carries a lot of weight. I mean, I just, I see a lot of recipes like on Instagram. It's like, oh, I could probably make that. And <laughs> I make it and either it's either a hit or it's a miss, but I definitely, I love cooking. I think it's, 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 I find it very, very fun. Put a song on, put a podcast on and just kind of throw some things in a pot and see where it goes. I mean, it's, my mother taught me everything I know too. All, all credits to Kim Rieger. Okay, but uh, yeah, I have some family recipes I like. I made for friends, and I think it's a really great way for me to express myself in a different way. And something that I, I really hold dear is, is cooking. So yeah. Okay, no, that's really cool. I mean, I can't say the same thing. Uh, <laughs> if you're if you're talking about maybe making some ramen noodles or a pizza, I could probably do that. Easy Mac. Yeah, it's some easy. <laughs> except fun fact, uh, it's it's off topic, but I did almost burn my house down making Easy Mac. Uh, I forgot to put the water in it. Oh man. Um, <laughs> I guess it happens to the best of us, but, yeah, uh, it does. um, how did you find your way to trying? So, um, my girlfriend actually works here at the university. She's the head acrobatics okay. and tumbling coach. Shout out Katie. Um, and you know, her and Tom in passing, you know, they're probably Facebook friends or something and they see that we're together and I competed against uh, coach hall okay. and coach Clark in college. And, um, coach hall comes up to, to Katie and is like, Hey, When's when's that gonna be my my volunteer assistant? And, and she kind of she kind of and Tom planted the seed right there. And she comes back. You should really you should really think about it. You know, I gave him your number, gave him your information, and then one thing led to another. He called, I answered, and I'm the ball's been rolling ever since. And I've been I've been pumped to be here, man. It's been a really really good ride. I mean, I have some buddies who used to go here, but uh, having Coach Hall, Coach Clark, kind of reach out to me and feel like they, you know I could add something to the to the program what we're doing here it's been it's been a real positive for sure and I'm very appreciative that they gave me an opportunity to kind of show what I've got in the coaching realm okay absolutely and I, I can definitely attest that that feeling is mutual um, from the moment you've stepped on here I think the impact you've made is amazing I mean you ran practice today it was a grinder um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but but that's that's what we love to see you know it, it might suck in the moment you know mentally but that's what everybody's here to do is to make each other better and, and I think we got a lot better today um but even like at, Kal at Kalahari um I think that might have been the first tournament that you went to for us my parents were there and they asked me they were like who's who's the coach in your corner because obviously they hadn't seen you before because they usually go to most of the tournaments and I said that's coach Rieger I love that guy like, like he's he's, <laughs> he's a great coach that. he's a great guy he just the energy you bring is and and I get that I mean the guys talk about you all the time. You're just, you're a real nice presence to have in the room. Um, but I would like to ask you, you know, coming to Trine, what would you say your goal to bring, like, to the program is? I want to really pass on the lessons I've learned along the way because they've, been, they've made such an impact in my life. I mean, Something as, as little as the, the seven-step drill, I mean, it, it, it can almost be like a metaphor for life. You start out maybe kind of slow in the process, and you keep trying to get better, and you keep climbing, and you keep climbing until you're at that seventh step, and you have to push all the way through. And then at the end of the day, like, that's where, that's where you know, the lessons are learned throughout the journey in that fourth and fifth step in that sixth step. So, I mean, I, I really I, – I learned a lot wrestling in college more so than – um, I think any other experience in my life, and I really want to bring that sort of experience to you all here and understand that, like, we're still in the growing phase here at, at Trine. 
uh, based on what, what I know, what I see, we're still growing. And having been on a program that had 12 guys at one time and seeing where my alma mater is now yeah. competing for MIAA titles, they're taking the likes of Olivet down to the brink, which, I mean, I, I we used to get washed by them by 30. And, like, you might not even be here to, like, reap the benefits of, like, have the success because I know, like, I didn't have a wrestling room in college. I didn't have a wrestling room in high school. And to see that those guys have one now and maybe through the foundation that was built. Like, I look back and I'm three, four years out of college and I'm just, I'm very proud. And I want you guys to be able to leave here in three, four years, however long, and you come back for homecoming and you see the room, you see the new team, you see the success. And you, I want you guys to feel the same sense of pride that I feel for my alma mater and my program that I was a part of. And I, it really, it does mean a lot to me that it, that I, I went through it when I did, how I did, and it's, and seeing how far it's come. And it, it eventually things in life, I mean, do come full circle. And right. you may not see that now as an 18, 19, 20 year old kid right now, but it, it, it you'll be surprised to make those connections later on. And it's, it's really remarkable to see. And I want you guys to have that and share in that. And become better men, husbands, sons, students. Oh, absolutely. And and that's something that kind of all the guys have said is, you know, I always ask people what they want to leave trying at is, is what they want their legacy to be. And I think you hit the nail right on the head. Um, obviously, it's not necessarily the same thing, but my, my high school football team, when I was there, I could never get over the hump. We could never beat Homestead. Um, <laughs> we could never beat Homestead. We could never beat Bishop Dwanger. Um, and then this year, you know, my last year out, we win a sectional title. We beat Homestead twice. And it, it is a sense of pride. Uh, some people like to say you're stuck in high school, but those like those are my brothers. Like that's my team. You know, it's those are my family. And to see, you know, the work that you put in over the last four years to finally come and pay off. You know, even though you're not out there playing, you still were the foundation for everything. Because Absolutely. those guys were freshmen at one point. Those guys learned from the seniors who we learned from. And it's, it's all just a really cool process. Um, but now I want to talk about some wrestling. Uh, talk, talk to me about your background in the sport, kind of how you found wrestling uh, in your career, you know, all together. So I started out in first grade and uh, hated it. Absolutely <laughs> hated it. You know, I, I don't think the coach and I and, you know, the group didn't really see eye to eye. I mean – wasn't for me. It's not like I was, I mean, I was winning some matches. I took second at like three or four tournaments. Could never give over the hump. I right. mean, that's kind of our topic here. But uh, <laughs> I, I hated it, and I, I, I didn't go back. To, it was this the youth club, but I didn't go back. Um, and my mom was always like, you should wrestle. You know, whatever, mom, whatever. And I wasn't right. really an athlete growing up either. Did like floor hockey and some other club things. But um, really started in, uh, in middle school. Um, I had a math teacher, uh, head wrestling coach at Hudson High School, Scott Mary. He's incredible incredible man incredible coach person i keep in touch with him this day really great uh, mentor in my life and every day in middle school he would see he i mean his math class and we'd be in the hall just kind of passing and he'd go <laughs> clap his hands you should wrestle it's like all right dude whatever whatever dude um seventh grade gave it a shot you know a couple weeks quit right eighth grade same deal a couple weeks quit so i mean i tried basketball too Couple weeks, quit. I was a quitter in middle school, yeah. man. I mean, I'll admit that I didn't follow things through. Freshman year comes along, we we win a district title in football, and his sons played on the team with me. And I, we're sitting there getting our district medals, and they had just won the in the wrestling team had won the team state championship in okay. Michigan the year before. And I look at his his son Derek Mary, 
he's a head coach at Siena Heights now. And uh, I was like, you're going to see a lot more of me this winter. I'm going I'm to give this a shot. So ended up going, uh, ended up going out for the team that year, my freshman year, and um, kind of really hit the ground running. Very, had a great team. Um, we ended up winning four team state championships wow. when I was in high school, five straight if you count the year, my eighth grade year. Um, and that, and, I, and, and without the program like that and the guys in that room, I wouldn't have been able to accomplish what I accomplished. My freshman year, after not having wrestling since first grade, I took six in the state. I, I had a heck of a run and. I took seventh my sophomore year. We won the team title that year as well. Um, third my junior year and uh, runner-up my senior year. So I placed all four years, and every year I lost to the state champ, whether it was in the really? quarterfinals, semis, or in the finals. Uh, I beat multiple guys in higher divisions than I did, and I ended up being like the number four, I think, heavyweight in the Power 15, as they call it, in Michigan on the, some of those ranking websites. So I had a heck of a high school career and a lot of great people who helped, you know, get me there because I didn't know a lick about wrestling. Right. And then I just I stopped after those four years after having that being the only four years. And I, 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 had a, I didn't really – I don't think I realized how good of a run I had. And I, and I retired for right. those two years playing ball at uh, Santa Heights and Adrian and came back. And I was ready to quit wrestling. I was injured my first year of college, had something on my elbow. I mean, it still cracks, pops and cracks to this day. But I remember the real turning point, and there, there's multiple turning points, but it was at the regionals. I wrestled hurt, and I was checked out. Yeah. I didn't want to do it. Went, oh, and I wrestled Olivet kid first round, got stuck in like minute 34. I, I felt I was washed at that point. Had a lot of bumps that first year of college wrestling. And I remember going out for my uh, – Second match uh, at, at the regional that year, and I wrestled this Wabash kid, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to give it all I got this round because this could be it for me. Yeah. This is going to be it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to let it spin. I'm going to let it. I'm going to let it all out of the tank. Ended up losing seven to six. Had a double with my head down as the as the clock expired, and I gave it everything I had. And I go to my friend down the bench afterwards, and we're just kind of talking, reflecting, and it's like I said, you know what, Spencer. I'm quitting football. I felt good that match. Even though I lost, I felt good, you know, because I think it's because I gave an honest effort. And next week I went to my D-line coach, said I'm not coming back, and then uh, told the wrestling coach I uh, was going there full-time now to be to wrestle, no more dual sport. And the next week that coach left to go back to Michigan State. <laughs> wow. and so, Yeah, so it was kind of a mix-up there, and I'm like, I did this, and I don't even know what the right, coach is. Right. So it threw us all for a loop in the program. I hope I'm not talking too much, man. No, no, no. You're good. Keep going. Um, I'm a, uh, so enter enter uh, Bill Shindell, my my mentor, um, the guy I look to the most, who's had probably the most impact on my life. Um, big tall guy, coaches at age, yeah, you might yeah, know. Yeah. Um, he, I gave him the tour uh, with another uh, teammate of mine at the time, and uh, we gave him the tour of age and he interviews and. I mean, I was like, I was like, all right, this is the guy. I thought it was the guy. Yeah. My other teammate didn't quite agree with me. I don't, I don't believe, but I knew he was the guy. He's three-time All-American at Mount Union, head coach there, multiple All-Americans he had coached, and you know, on our tour, I, I it's funny, I didn't even show him the wrestling room. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I made it more of a thing to show him the fancy bathroom in Peel Hall right. than in the <laughs> wrestling room. But uh, from there, it, I, it was, I locked in. I bought in. I was like, this dude knows a heck of a lot more than me. He plays three times in our division, you know. Um, I ended up, you know, a real turning point for me is I got in some trouble that first year. Did a made of choice that uh, really affected me and took away part of my season. 
Um, and uh, I kind of, he kind of looked at me, and you know, after I had the meeting with the AD and the trainers, and I signed my suspension, um, he, he gave me a hug. You know, and it was more of a, it was more of a wake up call as yeah. as opposed to a death sentence. I missed my first home duel, missed the first away duel tournament, and uh, first night back, um, we were at Lords, and I'm warming up before we go get on the get in the vans to go to Lords in Ohio. And I'm kind of sitting there getting a drink, and Shindell throws a shirt at me, and an Adrian shirt. I mean, I hadn't been there in two weeks. I was, I was suspended. And uh, he goes, looks at me in the eyes, he goes, get ready to put on a show tonight. And uh, I went out there, and I put 17 points on the board in my first match. I'd never scored 17 points in my life. <laughs> yeah. It's a big number for 285. Right, no, for but real. That's a big turning point is, like, I I could have very well squandered a, a amazing opportunity and to be coached by a, a great man and, and, and really lay a foundation for a program. And he, he gave me a second chance and believed in me when I, I didn't believe myself and no one else did. And I'm forever grateful. Oh, absolutely. That, and, and it's kind of come, going back to the, the teacher aspect, the authority figures in your life who are willing, like you just said, to give you a second chance or to, or to motivate you when you're not even when you're not even going to motivate yourself or you don't believe in yourself. It, it, there's levels to it, and that's that's the highest level. <clears throat> um, but I, I kind of want to transition. Um, obviously, you know, you've uh, you came in at Kalahari. That's not exactly well. It's about halfway halfway about, through the season. Yeah. Um, but you've seen you've seen the team wrestle at some tournaments. Um, obviously, been been there at practice. Uh, how do you feel the team has performed this year? I feel like we were, we were very solid perform. We're, we performed very solid. I, I, I it's our efforts amazing, outstanding. I think we just have a lot of room to learn. Yeah. If I'm being if I'm being honest, I think getting more mat time and learning is going to be our our biggest asset and being able to you know. Believe what we're telling you as coaches. Like, we, we just be a sponge, yeah. you know, and we, we want you to be receptive to what we're seeing out there. We want you to be able to make adjustments like we see them out there. We want you to be able to, uh, you know, I, and I go back to learning, you know, and we, we try to be the best teachers we can be to you guys. But I think that just being able to be receptive to our to our criticism, and it's not any – and it's not any, you know, it's not an indictment on you guys or anything, your ability, your skill set, your your effort. It's more of us wanting to see better for you. And I, I feel like we have so much room for improvement. We have so much potential. And because you guys are the athletes, you may not see it, yeah. but we see it. We 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 see the we see the senior Kyler Bills starting at a home duel against Almar Albion yeah. with a duel on the line. We see that. We're, we're envision we envision that and we 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 see the blueprint and we want we have this vision for what we want and we and you guys it's up to you guys and we really want you to kind of take that personal responsibility to you know make it happen build the foundation lay lay the groundwork and I, I feel like our performance is definitely um it's it, it speaks volumes for what it's going to become I think we're performing very very well. We have some growing pains, but that's okay. Everyone takes their lumps. But, I mean, as long as you go out there and you give it your best, and we do, we let, we put it on the line, I think we're, we're in for a very, very bright future here. Absolutely, and, and I can I agree. Um, something I kind of want to touch on is how young of a team we are. Um, obviously, I think you said you had a younger team uh, when you were at Adrian. Oh, yeah. Um, we have one senior, 
one junior, and then the rest have four years of eligibility. Um, and and really, the guys who are sophomores are technically, I mean, not even just eligibility-wise freshmen, but they didn't even really have a season last year. All, all the COVID stuff, and, you know, I think they had, I think Jet Boots once told me they wrestled six matches. Um, so they're really freshmen, and it's like there's so much room to grow. And do you look at that as like, a positive aspect that we're so young or like, I mean, obviously you kind of look at trying Albion and Alma who are kind of smaller, younger teams. And then you look at Adrian and Olivet who have some seniors, have a lot more seniors. Um, and they kind of have this foundation that they have built up. Um, would you, I mean, do you feel like the younger teams kind of have that benefit of just so much room to grow or how do you view, view that? One, 100%. I feel like it's, it, it's almost like an investment, man. And you know, it's, we're, we're putting in our time and our, our assets, the younger guys, the freshmen, the sophomores, even the juniors. It's, it, they're, you're only going to improve over these, over these years. And it's, it's, really up, it's really up to you guys. The effort you put in, the work you put in, you're lifting, you're taking care of your mind and body. I mean, this is, I mean, business is going to be booming here in a few right. years because you're going to be wrestling some tough guys. Hopefully maybe COVID settles down so we can go to the Pete Wilsons. We yeah. can see the guys from Wisconsin and Iowa and maybe the guys out in, you know, the East coast, New York, that's net neck of the woods. So I think that it's an incredible asset to have such a young team because think about it three, four years, we're going to have a squad of juniors, we're going to have a yeah. squad of seniors, we're going to have guys with a lot of mat time, a lot of experience, who've been through a lot and seen a lot and are going to be able to really overcome some of the obstacles that they're going to face. And it's going to be really – I mean, I mean, Owen does a great job as the one senior, but, I mean, speaking from experience, it's hard being the, the, yeah. the old guy, yeah. you know. And it's going to be great when you have, you know, 10, 11 seniors on the team who – are in and out of the lineup, they're spread out, and they're leading the team, and they know what the expectations are, and they're guiding the guys who come in, the freshmen, the sophomores. Like, it's going to be exciting here in a, in a couple years, man. Like, it, the, I, I, I see it. It's going to be great. We're going to do a lot of great things, and it's really because hopefully you guys stick around to see it because, I mean, watch out for trying. Yeah, no, and something something that I've really kind of grown to understand is how big of a, a aspect culture is to me. Um, and you know, as as I got older, obviously being the senior in high school, you kind of reset when you go to college. You know, you're the freshman, you're the young guy. Um, but being a senior in, in high school, I really liked that because I was able to assume a leadership role. And we had already we had a strong culture um, at Carroll, where I'm from. Uh, and I think when you have a room full of people who have that culture built and who want to work hard towards that common goal, that's how you achieve your goals. I mean, I think I've seen a lot of schools from where I'm from who don't have that senior leadership and don't have a, a good culture around them and they, they become stagnant and they can't really improve. And not to say that you can just turn the switch off one year. Um, everybody has down years, everybody has good years, but as a, as a whole, you can't necessarily go from zero to hero, you know, in one year, it takes time to build up a good program and a foundation. Um, but how do you think, you know, culture really impacts a team and what's kind of the culture that you believe in and, and the culture that you want to set here? I, I think culture's um, possibly one of the more important things. I mean, at Adrian, when uh, our first coach, Chris Williams left, there was really, it's really a negative culture. I mean, coach Shindell and I, joke about it from time to time 
But uh, it was really bad, man. There were guys that weren't doing the right things at all. I mean, there was really no discipline um, in the ranks there. I, I think that it, it's, it's incredibly important, and it takes a, a good group of people to set the tone. And from there, I mean, the sky is the limit. You need to get guys on board. And I think a culture that I really, I guess, subscribe to is one that's really based in your attitude and effort and the things you can control and holding each other accountable. I think accountability is something that's in, incredibly lost uh, today. Um, you know, working at the J-Rob camps a few years back, they had this thing called the J-7, and it's seven words that really encompass his philosophy. And if, and, and if you and they made the kids do push-ups and say them every single time out loud every day for the most part, but it was, uh, it was discipline, dedication, sacrifice, hard work, responsibility, accountability, and service. And I feel like those seven words can really encompass a positive culture. I mean, not even just amongst like a group of people, but as an individual as well. And if yeah. you really embody those aspects, you really can do no wrong as a wrestler, as a student, a person. I feel like those are all things that are going to sharpen you as a person and really take you to where you want to be goal-wise, relationship-wise, student-wise, your, your your career. Those are values that I really stand by. And, you know, I'll find myself reciting the J7 every now and again just to make sure I know them. And I, right, you know? Right. So I, those, are some, those are some really important ones I think are, are crucial. No, absolutely. And I, I kind of wanted to, uh, to ask you this. Um, I, I kind of had the same situation with Coach Clark and even Coach Hall. You know, they're both from Olivet, um, you being from Adrian, obviously the dual championships, Adrian was there. They've been at Kalahari. They've been at some other tournaments. Um, obviously, you know, you still have friends there, you, the great people. You know, you, you, you mentioned a coach uh, from Adrian. He's one of the most influential people in your life. How is that coaching against your alma mater, you know, and, and being here as opposed to, you know, literally just five years ago, you know, when you're diehard Adrian and, and – by conference default, you hate trying. Um, how, talk to me a little bit about that. Um, I think for the most part, I think it's really fun. I think it's fun to go out there and compete against the guys. And, you know, I talked to – I text Coach Shindell and uh, Coach Neiman, who was on the team when I was there. And, you know, we, we, we go back and forth, yeah. just kind of jawing back. So I think first and foremost, it's fun. We have a lot of fun kind of talking a little jazz back and forth. <laughs> um, I want to beat them. Right. I want to beat them. I'll be honest with you. I think I think that's that that's one thing. But I think more for more more often than not, I mean, wanting to you know be victorious, especially in conference, is that you know it's it's really humbling to see that they're 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 in really good hands after I left. They're doing yeah. all the right things. They're they're making strides. I think it's great. I think it's great for the sport. I think it's great for the conference to see them doing well. Um, I, I I got nothing but praises for them. But uh, it's really exciting to see how. My buddy Donald Moses has grown. Right. Mike Jacobs, Ethan Garcia, those guys, Espinoza, like those guys who came in either like just when I was there or just after me. It's really exciting to see that like this is their time now. Yeah. And just having been there and seeing where they were and where they are now, that's where I see us. It it can be done. And I think that's the that's really exciting. Um very fun, very fun to, to coach against uh, two of my my, be my best friends uh, out that way. Um, but uh, eventually, you know, you wanna you wanna you wanna let, you wanna close the gap a little bit, right? Uh, you wanna close the gap, and I think it's very much it, it is very much possible. But I think first and foremost, fun. There's a lot of thankfulness into it, and a lot of gratitude as well that I get to do that, and I get to you know 
and get to see and experience it, man, with you guys and on the opposite side of them. No, absolutely. I think it's a it's a really cool dynamic that, honestly, all of our coaches have. Um, and I'm sure Coach Hall and Coach Clark would say the same thing. Um, obviously, you know, due to COVID restrictions, we kind of dropped out of the Pete Wilson, dropped out of Mid-States. Um, and, you know, we just had the individual championships two weeks ago and then the dual championships last week. And now we have a couple weeks until regionals, sharpening sharpening our skills and craft and whatnot. Uh, with regionals coming up, how would you say that, that you're trying to prepare the team? Being a guy who's wrestled at regionals, you know, you, you know the stage. Um, how are you trying to prepare the team for that event? I think uh, at this point in the game, we really need to, you know, master our routine, if you will. Um, something Coach Dell told me back in the day um, was that every away meet you go to should almost simulate the regional tournament. Winter weigh-ins at the Ohio Northern Invite, 7 a.m. Winter weigh-ins at the regional tournament, 7 a.m. Right. And you should, and you, if, you're, if you know your weight, you know your routine, you should be putting something, the same things in your body at that time. If you know you need to float a pound, you know you float a pound when you sleep, go to bed, you know, point, 1.5 over. You got to go hit a little jog, a little roll, and get the point five off so you're feeling good. So uh, really mastering our routine, our preparation, and uh, really being conscious of the things we're putting in our body, the things we're telling ourselves. And uh, um, I wouldn't say necessarily, like, I don't think our, our – our, at this point – I don't, we're, we're working extremely hard at this point. I think that there's something to say for that. I think in a couple of weeks we'll, we'll taper down and really get yeah. our bodies right. I think that's one of the more important things. We've got some time just with, uh, you know, it's two and a half, three weeks yeah. away. So we'll have time. I think intensity now is great. Taper back towards, you know, maybe the back end of next week. And I think just kind of getting getting healthy, being fresh, upstairs is really mm -hmm. the most important part. I mean, stay away from the brackets, stay away from the forums, focus on you. I think that's the biggest thing. Understand, be confident in yourself. And when you go out there at regionals, you don't have to do anything except be yourself. You need to wrestle within your ability and do the things you're confident in, and you'll find success out there. And you can, you can get some tough matches. You'll have to gut out a few tough wins. You might take a tough loss, but you're never out of it at the regional tournament. And I think Having a positive mindset, I mean, it starts, it's a year-round thing, but especially now, like, you got to be confident that your preparation is going to get you to where you want to be at this stage in the game. And, you know, if you have any doubts in that, then, well, you might need to do some reevaluating. But I think we're in a great spot. I think we, I think we, we, we could surprise a lot of people that this coming week, this, these, in these next couple of weeks. But I think physically mental, mental preparation are probably the paramounts here, keeping our nutrition sound as well. Okay, so something you talked about that I kind of wanted to dive into, and I've never really talked about it, um, is kind of like rankings and forums, and, and, and it all kind of ties into mental clarity. Um, shout out to Joe Caprino. Uh, I know he's listening <laughs> to it. He's been he's been chirping me recently, so i got to give him his props. Uh, you know, he had Indiana Matt, which is the premier wrestling ranking oh, in, yeah. in Indiana. Um, and it's nice. As I, I've been a guy who's not ranked. I've been a guy who's ranked in state. It's nice to get recognition and you know getting that ranking even though it means absolutely nothing it's cool to have that recognition but when I became ranked and when I started noticing and constantly like diving into the forums and diving into predictions I got so wrapped up into it it was like I lost the battle mentally 
with who I'm wrestling without even wrestling them. And I don't know, how do you, how do you kind of view that stuff? Um, obviously, like I said, the recognition's great. But I almost feel like, even, even in college, I came here fresh start. Um, didn't know anything. I mean, I don't know anybody who's ranked. Um, my buddy goes to Wabash. I knew Max Bishop was the number one heavyweight. I knew Kyle Hatch was the number 165, just because, you know, he's my buddy. I know him. I talk to him. Um, but as, I, as the season grew on, you know, I, I started noticing some of the area guys. You know, Donovan King from Olivet, he's ranked top five. I know yeah. Espinosa's a, a solid wrestler. He's ranked. I'm not exactly sure what he's, he's ranked. I mean, he's in the mix. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, he beat the number five ranked kid in the, in the country. Yeah. So I feel like it, I'm kind of like starting to fall down that path again. And, and how do you kind of view rankings and, and staying away from that? And just blocking it out in general, blocking out the media. Um, I think I, I can definitely relate. You know, in high school when I was first getting ranked, looking at the predictions, it's like, oh, they got me as the dark horse for this. I'm like, right. it's someone's opinion. Like, I mean, and I, it, my mind immediately went to something like this, this phrase or this saying rather. It's like, you don't have to prove people wrong. You mean prove, prove yourself right, right. You know, like prove it, it your validation in, in, in the sport should come from within, not from the crowd, not from the the people on the keyboards or the videographers, man. Like that validation comes from within. It comes from your effort and practice, your discipline and your routine and your training. And the, the biggest thing for me was just don't look at it. Right. Don't look at it, man. You got and that's part of the discipline. That's part of your training. That's part of your mental toughness and your and your awareness and how you perform. I didn't I, I mean I think going into my senior year, I was, I think I was ninth or 10th. And that's, I only knew that was because one of the wrestling parents tagged me on Facebook and said, Oh, nice job <laughs> on ranking. And I text my coach. I was like, dude, I shouldn't have told me that. <laughs> so I, I think I just, I disciplined myself. I was like, I'm not looking at D3 wrestle. I'm not looking at intermat. Right. It's, it's not going to help me. I didn't even look at brackets. I didn't look at brackets mm. at any term. I was at, I'd go to the, you know, the big track wrestling chart yeah. has, 89 mat assignments, and you just kind of scan up and down, looking what to read. I'd look for my bout number. Right? It didn't matter who was across from me. I looked at my bout number. Like, that's what I'm going to be up, and that's my mat. So I'm going to go by this mat, and I see my bout number, and that's what I'm going to wrestle. And if the dude from Heidelberg's across from me, so be it. Right. If the dude from Muskingum's across from me, all right. Stevens Point, all right. It doesn't matter. It, the rankings don't matter. At the end of the day, it's someone's opinion, and say what you will. I mean, whether you know it be good or bad, like you can always prove you can always prove yourself right. I just I I stopped looking at it, and it really took me to a place of clarity in season because you can get you can get caught up in that. You even speaking from experience, block it out. That's my advice. Absolutely. It's really not worth it. What what's worth it is when you're on the podium, when in someone's forum right up, you weren't supposed to be. Right. That's the better feeling than getting temporary notoriety and then squandering it because you got in your head because you're supposed to from someone else's opinion. I, that's, that's, my, that's my take. No, absolutely. I mean, and like you said, I was always a guy who got too wrapped up in rankings. I'll always remember my junior year. Uh, I, I forget which time. I think it was after we wrestled Garrett. Uh, I beat a semi-state ranked kid. The first time I ever popped up into the rankings. Even, even my sophomore year when my buddy Matt – um, finally got ranked in state. We like sat, we, we were hanging out, we sat together and we like rejoiced. It, but, but at the end of the day, it's really not that deep. Um, like you just said, it's somebody else's opinion and yeah, the recognition is nice. But to be honest, I think, and this can kind of like find a lot of people. It's like, I know people from my school feel the same way. I still talk to a lot of guys in my high school team. 
and we always, even even talking about some high schoolers and, and college guys, we always go off rankings, but rankings don't mean anything. And I think accepting that, and like you said, it, it really brings you like a mental state of peace and, and not worrying about that. And it's just one less thing. It's already enough on your plate. And, and to finally take something as big as that, that stress off your back, it's just, it's, it's really refreshing. Oh, 100%. Focus on your training. Focus on your discipline, your approach to the sport, your classes. Like, that's the stuff that matters. Anyone can write anything on the internet. Like, I could write myself in as the number one heavyweight in the nation right now. Who's this guy? You know, right. you can do that. You could go on anything and do that. So, like, it's, it's really not worth it. What's really worth it is your attitude and your effort and what you're putting in. Absolutely. So, uh, you kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, how would you consider, obviously, it's such a grueling season. Um, it's it's much longer than high school. I talked about it. We started the week after we got on campus, and um, obviously, we go till the end of February, almost March. Um, so how do you keep your body, and, and I'll go into the mentality aspect of it later, but your body right now, obviously wrestling, you know, on top of the physical aspect, you know, you're literally beating each other up for two hours. Oh, yeah. uh, we got guys who have to cut weight. And, you know, the, even though, you know, we're starting to cut weight the right way, obviously still it's hard. Mm -hmm. So how do you keep, and how important is nutrition and recovery and keeping all that stuff uh, relevant? It's, it's incredibly important. I think nutrition is something that really helped me out. And I asked Coach Shindell to give me a diet plan. He's like, all right, I'm going to ask you this. Do you really need the pizza at 9 p.m.? Nope. Oh, I get it. I don't need the stuff. So, I mean – I remember it was what the year he came in, the summer he came in, I was 290. Couldn't even make weight. And then my last weigh-in at Nationals that year was 245. You know, and that was just staying consistent at the dining hall and not being tempted by the ice cream machine. Right. And it is tempting. <laughs> but uh, it's incredibly important. I mean, I didn't have to cut weight except at one time in high school. I was a burly boy. But, I mean, it was I – find, I find nutrition to be incredibly important. I don't know the ins and outs, counting the macros and stuff like that. I know that I needed my proteins, my fats, my carbs, and I just needed to eat. I knew what the right stuff was. Amounts-wise, I'm not very well-versed in that. So I just – it made me better because I was able to drop some weight and become a little bit more agile on my feet. But uh, physically, I think staying consistent with your lifts, your stretching, and – Go to the trainer. Right. Go to the trainer, man. Like that is, they're there for you. They're there to help, and it made all the difference. I had there's an amazing AT staff at Adrian College. They bandaged me up. They worked on my hamstrings. They gave me the stretches. They taped my shoulder. They had the ice bath ready for me after practice. You got to take care of your body, man. Like I'd go in the ice bath and sit there for ten minutes, neck deep, and just. Recover. It's it's necessary. You have to do the right things. You have to go. You have to go to lifting. You have to do your rehab. If you want to be good and if you want to have longevity in this sport, you have to be consistent in your nutrition, what you're putting in your body. All that nonsense out there in the on Saturday night can wait. We went dry those right. seasons. We didn't go out, and it was just a choice we made, and it made all the difference for me. It's like I wanted to be an All American. And I didn't, I, that stuff going out was not worth it to me. It was not worth it to go to the, the spotted cow in Adrian and get the 32-ounce Oreo McFlurry, you know? <laughs> right, Tempting right. as it is, though, so it's, 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 it's paramount. I think nutrition, rehab, lifting, just taking care of yourself in all aspects. It, it's, 
it's it's it may be the most important thing right no and i i can attest obviously uh you know through the end of my high school career and my senior year and even my freshman year here at trine i've been banged up a lot um i got some issues with my body but our athletic training staff is amazing um sometimes we're a little understaffed but that's like the only complaint and, and david works his tail off oh, david yeah. david worked seven out seven seven hours seven days last week and finally had to take a day off yesterday but whether it be an ice bath i got shock therapy on my back i've been scraped for my shoulder they have the uh like the compression leg things that we had in high school and those are really nice but the the, the athletic training staff here is amazing you know they they tape 10 guys on the team you know, before practice. And it, it took a sense of like, for me with, you know, I've been rehabbing a couple of injuries recently and like, sometimes I wouldn't stay consistent. You know, I'd, I'd go three times one week and like once the next week, but it, it really is, it, it's important. And like you said, it probably is the most important thing is your body, you know, it, it's such a struggle. You have to battle your body and then you have to battle your mind and then you have to battle somebody else. So taking care of your body is just one less thing that you have to worry about. And I think it's it's a part of wrestling and life, really, that everybody overlooks. Um, but obviously, there's going to be some people watching this to transition um, who are, you know, maybe seniors in high school and going, maybe coming here, going somewhere else. But what would you say to anybody who's in high school and looking to wrestle in college? What would you say the biggest difference in high school wrestling to college wrestling is? I think maybe the commitment. You know, because I mean, yeah. like you said, you start the week the week after you come here. You're doing lifts. You're going. You're doing afternoon cardio, mm -hmm. things like that. So you're really your preparation. I mean, for this season, it's it's year round. I think that if you really want to excel at this level, like you have to make a commitment to to your practice on the majority of the year. And I mean, it's and it's not for the faint of heart. I mean, I, I was lifting during the summer, running during the summer, lifting when we got here, lifting through season, lifting postseason. You know, it's it's you're around the clock, man, and um, I think the level of commitment is something to uh, to uh, definitely consider. I also think the physicality yes. of, of college wrestling. Yes. I mean, you can probably attest to this being a young guy <laughs> yeah. out there at 285, where I mean, there's there's no games played up top, no, man. No. And I think the physicality and you know that three minute first period, oh. good lord. I did not know how much of a difference it was. <laughs> I when when I'm back home talking to my buddy, it's just like it's it's only 60 seconds but it feels like an eternity and then at least it makes the second and third feel shorter but no it, it's it, it's crazy not to interrupt you but no, i just had good. to the, the the three minute first period is is something else i definitely think everybody remembers their first college match in their first three minute first period yes I mean, it's yes it's a monster dude no absolutely um so I kind of want to talk to you. You talked about how you competed against Coach Hall and Coach Clark. Um, so since you've came here, um, I don't know how well you knew them, but how have Coach Hall and Coach Clark impacted you from a coaching standpoint and, and how you guys like bounce ideas off each other? Obviously being from also, you know, two different programs, um, Olivet and Adrian, and I assume you guys can bring some of the, the, the great values that you've learned from those programs here to try. Um, but how have they impacted you since you've started working here? I think uh, the biggest thing I noticed from both of them is that they – they wanted to know my input. They valued my input from them, from what I've learned, from whatever stop I've made. And I think that's been the really great part is how welcoming they've been 
to me. You know, they could have played the, they could have played some sort of card or oh Adrian all of that, but like they they, right. they put they put whatever that is aside for the sake of the program, for the sake of our guys. And I think that's just a testament to the men they are. They've been nothing but welcoming of me. They're giving me an opportunity. You no, know, I ran practice. I haven't ran a practice in two, three years. And I, they gave me an opportunity to you know run a little practice today. They're they're open to ideas, criticism, and just everything under the sun. Like I think the biggest thing is that they're 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 flexible. And but also at the same time they they have a, a structure about them and they have a vision too, and allowing me to you know be a part of that has been I'm, I'm very grateful for it and I, I'm definitely 100% on board. They've been nothing but you know open and honest with me from the start. I'm appreciative of that. They're great guys and each of them bring uh, a unique skill set to the table. Coach Clark obviously a big fitness health yes, nutrition yes. guy and that's unbelievable. That's an unbelievable asset to have. Like I mean. Honestly, like having a, 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 a guy who knows uh, physiology like that is going to be incredible for, the, for, for a wrestler. And Coach Hall, super knowledgeable, coaches at Fargo, around-the-clock worker, I mean, tireless recruiter. I mean, the desire in their work ethic, I think, is something that is really that we need to take into account. Like th- these guys are around-the-clock, and they're here for the sake of the guys – um, and for the and for the program, and I really admire that about both of them. They want nothing more than for trying wrestling to take off, and it is amazing to see their commitment and dedication to to this team, this program. No, absolutely, and and something I've always talked about. Uh, I talked about it with Coach Clark um, and some of the guys is having such a young coaching staff. I mean, it wasn't. It was literally less than a decade where you guys were walking in our shoes. Um, and you know, I used to beat up on all my old coaches in high school. Um, there's just a bunch of old people, um, <laughs> but, uh, um, you guys go out there and roll around with us. I mean, you've, you wrestled a whole practice with Jacob Jackson and you know, me and you go live together. Mm-hmm. Um, coach Hall, I've wrestled a whole practice with coach Hall, wrestled a whole practice with coach Clark. Um, I really do see it as very beneficial and, and Coach Clark said, yes, obviously there is a, a spot for the, the other types of head coaches, you know, who handle all the other stuff and kind of teach and, and teach from behind. But um, I find it really beneficial to have such a young coaching staff. Um, I don't know if it was the same thing with you. Um, oh, yeah. Having a young coaching staff oh, to yeah. roll around and, and to be more involved with the kids. Um, how do you think that that really does impact a team? I think it's 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 – it's incredible. I, I mean, I wrestled with Coach Shindell early and often. I mean, and if you ever listen to this, yes, Coach, you did beat me 18 to nothing in the first period. Yes, I remember. You can stop bringing it up. <laughs> but, uh, no, I think it's great. I mean, it really helps build a relationship with the guys, I think. I think that's – I think it's it's awesome. You can really get in and, you know, it's – if you don't feel a technique being executed on you, I feel like it's hard for you to in turn yes. – execute and to have a young coaching staff you know who's pretty we're fresh we're fresh from the college competing scene and i think i i love it personally i mean this today's practice i was jazzed up i was doing that drill three years ago yeah and you know i was i'm i was really pumped and it seemed like you guys liked it and just i mean it, it's really exciting being able to still wrestle you know effectively my cardio ain't what it used to be <laughs> but uh to be able to get in there and roll with you guys and i think 
Hall and Clark can attest to that too. We have a lot of fun, and I think that allows you guys to have some fun too. Because I mean, they're nothing like taking coach down. No, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I don't know if I've gotten that one yet, but uh, <laughs> it, it is possible. You it, can be. Um, but I kind of want to talk about mentality, and I didn't realize how much of a mental battle you know that wrestling is, and really all sports and, and all aspects of life. Um, but as I grew older, I kind of realized how strong of a mentality you have to have. And then obviously coming to a college, college campus, college wrestling team, it, it really did. It, it kind of, it was a wake up call more than what high school already was. Um, but how do you keep, I mean, in, in your, in your opinion, how do you keep such a strong mentality through such a wrestler, through a wrestling season? And even, even if life, you know, outside factors in life, you know, they come in and, and it's hard to ignore them. Um, but how do you keep such a strong mentality through the long season? I think it, it really comes down to come down to discipline, doing what you don't want to do when you have to do it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, there's some days I don't want to wake up at six thirty and go lift, but you do it, you're better for it. I didn't want to go at six o'clock because I had class at eight, but I had to get my lift in. Right. So it's about you know it's about do sacrificing a little bit. And knowing that your goal, your end goal is greater than what you want right at that moment. Um, I mean, it just, I think it comes back to that routine aspect. I think I touched on maybe a little bit earlier and just having a goal and knowing that it's achievable, it's attainable, measurable. I think that that's the strongest thing you can have is just having an idea of where you want to be and knowing that. I'm doing the right things consistently, and by doing this, by working hard, eating right, going to practice, going to my lifts, going to class, getting my homework done on time, all those things come together, and you can achieve this goal. And I think having that, having something in mind individually, team-wise, program-wise can be a real driving force and really help you maintain that discipline and consistency. Um, another thing, I, just, I found writing to be very, very helpful, whether it was about my health um, other feelings, you know, I just, I, I keep a journal and I've been writing in it since 2016, since my, my junior season. Um, just writing out how I'm feeling, writing out how the day went, writing out how I feel about this topic, that topic. I became so obsessed with my goal in class. I stopped taking notes. I would write, I'm an All-American 2018. I'm an All-American 2018. I would just write it. Just write it. I'd write it in my planner. write it and I'd, on a napkin. I'd write it and I'd write it. I'd write it. And I just bought into it. I, like, I, I brainwashed myself. Yeah. And that just sort of mentality, those repetitions, I started to believe it. And albeit I qualified two matches short of doing it, but like I, the mental reps, man, like if you write it down, put it in writing, writing is an intimate process and it really, it solidifies a lot of things. I mean, if you can write about it, you can talk about it, you can do it. I think, I think that really helped me out a lot was, you know, being able to decompress through writing and, you know, getting those maybe bad thoughts out somewhere else so they weren't up here in my head. And it gave me a lot of clarity. So it's like, all right, I can go back to work tomorrow. I can go to my classes. I can go and go to have a, have a tough practice, probably wrestling coach, and, you know, come out on the other end stronger. And then the next day I'm, I'm, I'm back at it again. So it, it's I think it comes with just discipline and consistency and finding an outlet for maybe those invasive and toxic thoughts that might be hindering you whether that's through exercise, you know, something you like, a hobby, writing, you name it. I think having that ability to be, you know, delicate on the backside of being in a physical sport can really help you out a little bit, and that could be 
It can be handled in a number of different ways. No, absolutely. And I think it's really cool that you actually mentioned that because I'm the same way. I'm a communications major here. Um, throughout, I think, my junior and senior year, I really realized how much I love writing. Um, I had a creative writing class my senior year. It was probably my favorite class. People hate English. I loved creative writing. <laughs> um, and I also keep a journal, except I will say it's on my computer. It's not. I, I can't. Writing too long, my hand cramps, <laughs> it gets too stressful, but I love typing. Um, and, I, and I can attest to that, that having these thoughts, maybe after a hard practice or a hard mental day, um, where you're really feeling down, being able to express yourself in that way has really, really helped me. Um, obviously, like you said, everybody has their different ways of coping with things. You know, some people like to go get a lift in. Yeah. I know if Nash had a Brad practice, he'll go out and lift at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it was always writing. Um, and it, it, it is something really that I found v- very beneficial. <coughs> um, and I, I think if, if you, I think everybody should at least try it, you know, maybe, maybe, it, maybe it's not your thing and that's okay. But I think like you said, penciling that down and getting that, getting it out of your head is really beneficial. Um, but I kind of want to talk to you, obviously outside of wrestling, you know, all the rule, uh, the, all the awards all the you know getting big and jacked getting in shape um just some life lessons what has wrestling taught you i i think the thing that i've always said is that like the journey is the destination that's some quote by some guy at some time i can't i can't cite my source <laughs> right here sorry sixth grade research students but uh plagiarism hey chill out <laughs> um uh but uh, you know, like I, I started out, man. I was five and nine my sophomore year, with twenty four and nine my junior year and qualified, and then I had thirty eight wins my senior year. I was like thirty eight and four or something like that. So like I started like I was getting stuck, I was getting pinned, I was just I was doing the wrong things, and then you know I started to trend upward on the incline. And looking back, sophomore year, Zach would have been shocked at senior year, Zach, and what, like, he became on the mat. So, like, the journey really, like, molded me. Like, I never accomplished a single one of my wrestling goals. I was never a state champ, never an All-American. I didn't even win a home duel in college. Like, but, like, who I am for having suffered those those tough, tough losses – like I'm I, I'm probably not sitting here talking to you today. I'm probably if I'm a, oh, a state champ out of high school, I'll go play football and right. go burn out and that possibly. But like the losses, not wanting to feel these ways again, really were like motivators for me. So I mean, it's it's about resolve. I think resol- it taught me a lot of resolve, like how to how to reflect and look inward and. That there's that you can make adjustments. Like you get taken down. Like it's not over. Right. You got six minutes of match left. Like that's a long time. It's time for you to do something. You take a tough loss your junior year. You, know, you got time to get back. You got time to get better. I think that it, it, reflection, resolve, you know, tenacity and determination are some of the values I, I I really I really took. And that like if you don't think you're capable of accomplishing your goal, I mean you end up surprising yourself, man. I didn't think I was going to qualify my junior year. We had 12 guys in the team. I didn't have a heavyweight drill partner. I'd, but I just – I went out there and competed. No one knew who I was, and there was some purity to that. And so I just – I went out there and I just wrestled. There were no pressure. I was not in the rankings. I was this dude from second-year Adrian College. And it taught me that just the, to, to be grateful just to have the chance. Right, just right. to have the chance to compete. Because there's a million guys – 
college, high school wrestlers who maybe weren't good enough to get, you know, a phone call from Coach Hall, Shindell, Brissett up at Olivet, you know, anywhere who would die to be in that room right there. So be grateful, like, to have your chance to, to, to wrestle, man. Like, I, I, I am incredibly fortunate to, to have competed even to not accomplish my goals. Like, that's, that's on me, but I got a chance. And I, I couldn't be any more grateful to have to have had a chance to to compete and like take that like gratitude's strong a strong strong emotion a feeling and it can really carry you and I think that's one that really was preached to me was like be grateful you have an opportunity to compete you gotta you get two you go zero oh and two you got to wrestle right that's what that's what it's about man you just you get a chance to be the best you can be absolutely absolutely and, and I think we touched on a lot of great things there. But now I want to ask you ask you some fun questions. Um, you know, you know, maybe not wrestling related, like you know, the first one, but um, just to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Um, so a couple years back, uh, I think this was during lockdown. My buddy, uh, shout out Austin Sackrider, my buddy. That is his last name. <laughs> but uh, uh, he showed me a movie called The Gentleman with Matthew McConaughey. He's kind of a, a UK gangster. He's in he's okay. in the drug game, and he's they're just a bunch of like gang war violence stuff i think the dialogue in there is beautifully written it's witty it's cheeky uk banter back okay. and forth i think it's hilarious it's got a great plot it's intense um it's engaging and uh really nice plot twist at the end too no spoilers of okay. course here <laughs> good 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 <laughs> okay so peaky blinders uh, I haven't seen it. My okay. old roommate used to watch it. I, is it kind of similar? Is that kind of? I, I haven't watched. I, I really wanted to get into it, and then my Netflix, Netflix subscription ran out. Tragic. Uh, <laughs> um, but I just it, the way you described it, and from what I've heard, I, I didn't know if you'd seen it yet. Check it out, man. It's, um, it's, a, it's a winner. Absolutely. So, what would be? I mean, obviously, you know, back, you know, what three, three, four years ago, what's yeah. your go-to wrestling movie? Your, so, not even maybe not your go-to, your favorite. My favorite. I didn't do much. <laughs> I had enough, though. Gosh, no. I, li I like my blast double. Okay. You know, just okay. From, from the open. I had a lot of fakes. My footwork was all right. I'd kind of tug on that. My setup was a heavy hand, pull the head down, and then he'd come, and he's like, oh, I don't like that hand. So I'd fake a hard club, lower my level, and just kind of run my face through his chest, kind of like Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. so that's kind of – that was kind of my bread and butter. That's where I really started taking off in the takedown game. I've also got a nasty low ankle. Okay. Low single? A low single action. If you lead left leg, it's probably not going to be mine. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> obviously, being in the coaching game now, I think I know what you're going to say. Um, I have a hunch, but uh, what are some of your coaching necessities? What do you mean by necessity? That I have kind of like you. You gotta have it. Got like, like coach, it? Coach Clark cannot go a wrestling tournament without having a bang energy. That is, these are the facts. Um, <laughs> big black coffee guy. I, need I knew the, you were gonna say coffee. Of course, I need the. I just. I, I don't know, man. I need it. Okay. I need it. I black I, coffee every time. Absolutely. That's ex that's exactly what I thought you were gonna say because <laughs> I think it was I think it was at a, Olivet, um, <laughs> Coach Clark ran across the street. And he came back with I, I he asked you if you wanted anything. You said just give me a large black coffee. I need it. Um, <laughs> so obviously in the world right now we got a lot of talent. Um, who who is the best? Or maybe not the best. Go for your favorite. Who's your favorite wrestler in the world right now? I don't know if you watch a lot of wrestling. I, I do. I try to I try to watch as, as much as I can. I like Jaden Cox. Okay. Also, okay. I really appreciate the sauciness of Frank Chimizo. 
Okay. I definitely am a fan of him. He's just kind of he's kind of slick with it. His defense is insane yes, too. Yes, I yes. love Frank Chimizo. I'm a, I'm pretty hurt you didn't say Gable being a big oh, guy. Oh, also um, also shout out Gable. I mean that goes without saying. He's <laughs> he is the he's the pharaoh of all things heavyweight wrestling. He's he's amazing. Um, obviously this one is back to the wrestling days. What did you have to have after weigh-ins? You know, drink drink and food. What did you have to have? I was more of a water guy. I okay. kept it, I kept it kind of basic. Water and a bagel. I mean, I always I always waited for my guys to weigh in. I didn't really eat in front of them. That's, that's good heavyweight uh, etiquette. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, yes, 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 yes. But a bagel and some water, some cream cheese. You know, and a little some, some carb up a little bit. Okay, okay. Um, so now I kind of want to close off. Um, obviously, you know, you you've been here for a couple months. Um, what does trying mean to you? It's. I think it's a really. It's a fresh start for me. Really, I, I coached up in upstate New York at Cortland State. Um, that was really my first. Uh, like legitimate, like a, assistant coaching. I volunteered at Adrian, much like I am here, but that was really my thought. It was my big break. Things did not work out there for me. There are a lot of factors, so I feel like trying is a fresh start and an opportunity for me for maybe right some wrongs of the past and learn from some things I didn't do so well um, back in back in New York. So it's it's been an incredibly positive experience. Trying is a breath of fresh air. It, it means that I can. I have another opportunity to do something. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Um, with that, I think we're going to wrap it up today. Uh, I think I think it was an amazing. It was amazing talking to you, Coach. Uh, I can't thank you enough for hopping on the podcast today and try, telling the trying com- wrestling community about yourself. Um, to the audience, be sure to check out and tune into the regional tournament. I believe it's at Adrian College um, on February twenty sixth. Um, but that will conclude the fifth installment of the Building a Trinity podcast. And I want to thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to see you next time. Thank you and go Thunder. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.